You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I have a really quick clip to pop up for you today about unexpected Christmas. I asked parents to tell their kids they were going to let them open one present a few weeks early. But instead of a good present, I said, put something the kids won't like in the box and then upload a video of that to YouTube labeled, Hey Jimmy Kimmel, I gave my kids a terrible present. And a lot of people did do this and um, they did give their kids terrible presents. And a lot of the kids, surprisingly, reacted poorly to that. Charlie? I don't like this. Oh. What is it? An old banana. An old banana? Isn't that exciting? No. What are you doing? Pushing it. Oh, okay. Wow. A battery and an onion. What's wrong? I don't want an onion. Did you smell your onion? Here, smell it. What do you tell me all the time about my cooking? I love it. You love my cooking, so I made you something. So you don't want that peanut butter and jelly sandwich? joy of Christmas. I remember when Matt and I were first married and fruit juices were the thing. Everybody wanted a fruit juicer. They were like the air fryers of today. And Christmas Day came and in my family, you sat around in a circle and one at a time opened a gift. And I always saved the best gift till last. What I assumed, because it was wrapped, so I didn't know. So I had this box shaped about the same shape as a fruit juicer. And I was so excited, I saved it till the very end. So I'd sat there for like maybe an hour because we don't do things fast. And it got to me and I went to open my box and I picked it up and I was like, oh, it's a bit lighter than I thought. And I opened the paper and I opened the box. And inside the box was a red vegetable peeler. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's unexpected. Not what I expected. I expected a fruit juicer. Now, in the moment, I was a bit disappointed. But can I tell you, that was probably 17 or 18 years ago, and I still use that peeler nearly every single day. And I ask you, if you got a fruit juicer, how many of you use that nearly every single day? 
So thank you, Mum, for my vegetable peeler. I still love it. It's amazing. For many years before Jesus was born, the Jewish people had been waiting for their coming king. They were waiting for their redeemer, their messiah. They'd spoken to their children about him coming. Something was going to change the world. They'd be able to worship in freedom. Peace was coming. They were preparing for what they knew of a king to come. Now, kings in biblical times were powerful, they were rich, they were ruled over people that lived in their area, whether they chose them or not. They weren't people you could draw close to. One of my favourite stories is Esther, and she was married to a king, and she wanted to ask him a question, and if she went to him and he didn't want to see her, she could kill him. So kings weren't particularly lovely. Oh, yeah, he could kill her. Did I say she... Well, I'd kill you. How the times have changed. A Freudian slip. Oh, dear. (laughs) There was an expectation from the time that kings were born that they were going to be great and powerful. So people knew of the prophecies like we read in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. If you're super fast, you can open with me. If I was really smooth, I would have told you to open up there before now, and I didn't. So (laughs) Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 says, For unto us, so this is a long time before Jesus was born, but they all knew this. A a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of the hosts will do this. Ha! What an exciting thing they were awaiting. They had a picture, an expectation of what a king would be like based on their past experiences. Then Jesus was born, the king of kings. That he was announced by angels, foretold by a star in the sky, a baby. I know, a baby. I know, Jesus was a baby, Talia. Can you believe it? He was the king they were waiting for. And then, just like that, a baby? He was conceived by an unwed mother who chose to believe what the angel told her. He was born to parents who were far from home. He was born in a stable, which was most likely the stable of poor people. He was born amongst animals. There was no room for this child to be born. This is not how people expected a king to come. Once he was born, he was laying in a manger, an animal's feeding trough. And then in Luke chapter 2, you can turn there with me too if you're really fast. People on their phones are like, shmeek. People in their Bibles are like, ooh, slow down. Luke chapter 2, in verses 8 to 20 says... And in the same region, so in the same area as Jesus was born, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, now I've lost my spot, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you, unto you shepherds, You shepherds here doing your work without any expectation that this is going to happen. 
On this day in the city of David is born a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. When the angels went away from them, the shepherds said to one another, can you just imagine, like, it's probably taking them a little while to get over this. Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. They went with haste. The angels came, told them something, they calmed down, and they went with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. They went, they were met by angels. They went in haste. They went and met a baby lying in an animal's trough. And they knew that what they had seen was something amazing. And what they saw had them go away glorifying and praising God. It was not how they expected to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Shepherds were not well-respected people. They were usually the youngest in the family. If you know the story of King David, he was the youngest son. Saul had come, Saul, Saul had come to find a king. And he went through all the brothers, sat... Thank you. You're a terrible pastor. Thank you, rest of you. People wonder why my theology is terrible. (laughs) Wash your wife with the words. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyway, moving on. Um, So he'd come and he was trying to find a king and he'd, no, 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 no. But is there another one? He was forgotten. Shepherds were the overseen ones. They weren't seen. They weren't thought of. They were just there getting the job done. But they were chosen to be some of the first ones who got to meet the King of Kings. Not special shepherds. It wasn't expected that simple shepherds would be some of the first people coming to see the Messiah, the one on whom the government should, would be. And then Jesus' life went on. And twice, as an infant and then a child, his parents had to run away and hide him. They weren't declaring, the King of Kings, the King of Kings is born, like you expect of royalty. They ran away and hid because of things that were coming. As he grew, Jesus showed kindness, compassion, wisdom and love to those the world shunned. The diseased, the mentally ill, the immoral, the thieves, the children. He washed the feet of those he led. He called people to him. He didn't keep people away. Crowds followed him, called out to him, touched him, spoke of him and chose to follow him. He called those who'd made mistakes had interesting backgrounds to be by his side and to learn from him. He, as a rabbi and a teacher, qualified the disqualified. None of this sounds royal. None of this sounds like an expected king, and none of this was like any king anyone had ever experienced before. He was nothing like any king or leader they had ever known. Nothing in their past experience made them see that the king and saviour or redeemer would be like this. But you see, it was all so important because nothing that Jesus does, nothing that God does is ever without purpose. The reason that shepherds were come to was because he wanted to make it clear from the very beginning that he was coming for the overlooked. 
Magi came, wise men came. He wasn't just coming for the overlooked, he's also coming for the most important people in society. Unexpected of the way they knew, but each little detail with such significance in light of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the new way of doing things that Jesus was bringing. Our king is approachable, and yet as he is revealed to us, we cannot help but worship and adore him and tell people about him. And yet many missed out. Many of them looked at what they saw and disqualified him from being their king because he didn't do things in the way that they expected. He didn't come in the box that they thought he'd come in. He was a different gift to what they thought they'd get. He was what they needed and what the world was longing for, but not what they had known. May we choose to see the signs that point us to Jesus and have our eyes, the eyes of our heart opened up to see the King. What he offers us, oh, flip. I'm like, wow, that got really quick. No. What he offers us is eternal peace and eternal provision. Because today, Jesus is still in the business of doing the unexpected. Research, research shows that when it comes to our perceptions of the world around us, you might assume that what you see is what you get. However, in truth, the way that you see the world is heavily influenced and biased by your own past experiences, expectations, motivations, beliefs, emotions, and even your culture. May we not miss the revealing of the king because he's not what we expected and not what we'd known. Leanna didn't know when she went to the shops, busy on the day before Christmas, that Jesus was giving her something to bring him and glorify him. What a beautiful example of in the unexpected moments Jesus uses us. Are we looking for those signs? In John 14 verses 2 to 3, oh Dom, I'm jumping there way before I said I would, but you're gracious and wonderful. The Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going ahead in my father's house and many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I would go to prepare a place for you? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The King of Kings has gone to prepare a place for you. You don't have to prepare a place for him. He's gone to prepare a place for you. You just need to make him Lord of your life. Mary and Joseph had never known a pregnant virgin before. And yet they chose in their heart to believe the message given to them by an angel. They chose to believe in the unexpected and God was able to use them in powerful ways. May we choose to see and to follow the signs and open up the eyes of our hearts before the king. You may have heard of this king before, but have you seen him? Are you looking for him? They had heard of the coming king, but when they saw him, they didn't believe it was him. Don't let that be you. May we not disqualify ourselves as being unworthy, as being too far gone, too hard, too broken. Jesus came for us, the broken, the hurting, the disqualified. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, this is one of my favourite, I'm just using all my favourite, Esther now my favourite. Jesus was um, with the people and he reached out and he touched a leper to heal him. No one touched lepers. But Jesus did, and he reaches out. He reached out from heaven to touch us. God himself came to earth in human form, completely unexpected, because he wanted to be close with us. The very name Emmanuel, God with us. 
unexpected. God came in a way he'd never come before and he still comes in ways that are unexpected and he hasn't done before. Is your heart open to receive the unexpected ways he wants to come in and touch you? People often think that Jesus will make all things perfect in our lives. But what he does is gives us what we need to grow and to strengthen and to be fed. A bit like my peeler. I didn't get what I wanted, but I got what I needed. And I got something that would feed me and sustain me. And that's what Jesus did. He wasn't what they thought. He wasn't what they wanted. They didn't want a king that would take down the stuff that they knew it's uncomfortable. They wanted what they knew. They just wanted it to be perfect and ironed out. But Jesus comes to take that stuff away and bring a new thing. Where it will be perfect is in eternity with him. What he came for was not to make a smooth path, but to make a straight path to eternity. The Magi or the wise men saw the signs that were spoken about. They looked for a sign and they chose to believe it and they followed it and it wasn't close. They say that they didn't get to Jesus till he was about two. Now, I don't know, but some people think then they travelled for like two years. But that wasn't easy, was it? No matter what, they travelled a long distance to get to the king. Are we looking for signs that point to Jesus and following them? Or are we getting upset like the kids on the clip because what he's doing isn't what we expect? So that can't be a present. That can't be what it was supposed to be. Are we not making him our king because what he's doing and what he's speaking is different to what we've known in the past? What he offers us is eternal peace, eternal provision and eternal life with him, a spiritual kingdom that cannot be shaken. The things we look to and the things we think we want are all the things that can be shaken. And the more we want them, the more they're going to be shaken until we realise that it's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that what we need. You may have heard of this king. While he was on earth, lots of people had heard of him and they came to see him, but he wasn't what they expected. You see, unlike a worldly or natural king who ruled over them regardless of their choice, Jesus wants us to choose him to be the Lord of our life, to be the king of our life. It's our choice who rules our life, who is the king of our kings. So can I challenge you today to take time to change your expectations to ask God every morning to open up your eyes to see what he's showing you, the opportunities he has for you. You might be someone who comes to church every Sunday and it's what you do. Is it what you expect or are you looking for the unexpected ways that God is moving? Because if we don't look up like the wise men had to look up and see the star, we will miss what he's doing and people will run ahead of us to the king and we'll miss following what he's doing. The signs are telling us that he has someone for us to share the love of Jesus with. It's written in the word, it's written in our hearts every day, someone he has for us to show the love of Jesus to. No king but Jesus would be willing to die on a cross for others. Unexpected things that were more wonderful than we'd ever be able to fathom and that's my unexpected king who moves in unexpected ways. Are you going to let him use you and move amongst you in unexpected ways? Can I pray? Is that all right? Yeah? Are you going to come and play, are you? Ah, okay. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you said yes to coming to earth to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you that every part of your word 
is revealing who you are to us. And would we look deep? Would we look and see the signs that point to you in your word? Would we be led by your spirit? Would the eyes of our hearts be open to see all that you have for us? Would we not be tainted by what we've expected from past experiences? But would we behold a new king? A new thing has come and his name is Jesus, whose presence is with us, is drawing us to himself. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Jesus, today, if you are not the Lord of our lives and you, you, we feel that tugging on our heart, would you just speak to us? Would you just quicken our hearts to know that that, that thing, that voice you've been feeling inside your heart, that still small voice, that that is Jesus and he is drawing you to himself. Would we not dismiss the things that you're doing, Lord, but would we look to them to bring glory to you? Would we tell of your goodness, sing of your holiness? Would we never stop having your praise on our lips because we see you move in unexpected ways? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.